we gather together on Sunday mornings. This is what we do. We get together in these, these buildings around, around all over the world. We talk about, uh, we speak about Jesus, his mission, and his work in us. Okay, so I wanted to start this off by showing the little video thing, which I know a lot of you guys watched The Chosen. And this is a little, um, they ended one of the seasons with this song. It's a great song. So I wanted to see this, and it's kind of the setup. And so it's time. Let's go. How many of you guys have seen the chosen? Throw me like this down in the water, watch the mud rise up. Dress me like a lamb for the slaughter, pour me in your cup. Shouldn't now we bring trouble, trouble gonna find you here. Trouble. I was one If you've seen the series, you know some of those scenes and how 
powerful it is. I love, I love worship. Worship reminds me of Jesus. You know, it's song reminds me of Jesus. And then this is a great example of film that reminds me of Jesus. It's very inspiring. And I love, I love when they ended that season with that, that song and it just stirred something up in me. It's because we live in a troubled world. I mean, you know, we all come here and we bring trouble into this room, our trouble. <clears throat> now, how does Jesus deal with this? Jesus brings trouble to a troubled world. And so I'm going to do a little bit of a, a survey here. This is like a this is like an Easter message, okay? And I, I know I was telling Joel last night, yeah, Easter's right around the corner, about six months. Okay, so um, so if you would turn to John 12, 12, that's where we're going to start off here. And this is, we're just talking about how Jesus brings trouble. Jesus brought trouble to a troubled world, okay? He, he brought trouble on Palm Sunday. So John 12, 12 says this, The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches from the palm trees and went out to meet him. They began to shout, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is, just as it is written, Do not be afraid, people of Zion. Look, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. Okay, so Jesus is coming into this world. This is like this big moment that, that happens in the ministry of Jesus. But he's coming into a world where, where the world powers were, were essentially at their peak. Rome is, is the world power at this time. And the religious and political powers, we see like the, the religious, the Jewish religious world and the political powers had this um, kind of uncomfortable accord worked out. Now, Palm Sunday was the beginning of a week of events that would end in a clash um, for the world and for the religious powers, okay? And, um, and then that event that happened, as we know as of the cross and the resurrection, has been causing trouble to that system ever since. Okay, but before the trouble started, long before Jesus shows up, he's like one of many prophets, and that's what I love about this, um, this chosen uh, series. You know, it, it speaks of you know who he is, who how people might have looked at him. He's 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 one of many prophets that actually came about in that area, in that time. Um, he was mysterious in, in many ways, and then typical in, in some other ways. They they know they know where he's from. And it's not from the right place as far as they're concerned. They know what he's done, um, and it's not significant things. He was a carpenter, right? This is what they know about him. So this Jesus moves in as this mysterious figure. And so, you know, as we kind of head back to this story about, um, we continue in Mark 11 now, okay? So I'm going to have you move around a little bit. So we went from John to Mark. So back it up a little bit. Verse 15, 11, chapter 11, verse 15. Then they came to Jerusalem, and Jesus entered the temple area and began to drive out those who were selling and buying in the temple courts. He turned over the tables and, and of the money changers and the chairs of those who were selling doves. And the, he would not permit anyone to carry merchandise through the, through the temple courts. They began to teach them and said, 
Then he began to teach them and said, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have turned it into a den of robbers. Basically run the temple. The chief priests and the experts of the law heard it, him say this stuff, and they considered how they could assassinate him. Okay, this was, this thing, this, this buying and selling of stuff, this was like settled religious practice. I mean, this is just, this has been going on. This is church life in that time. And, um, and Jesus, I think what I want us to see, to notice here, is that Jesus brings trouble to religion. Okay? Um, and this was more than just a prophet's anger at the exploitation of people coming to worship and pray. It, it was that, okay? It was that. But it was more. It was, this was Jesus asserting his authority to, to set things right in God's temple. And this, this, I mean, again, if you see Jesus as this prophet, this mysterious prophet, they're trying to, make, trying to figure out who he is. He comes in and he asserts his authority in the temple. And that's why, um, that's why the religious leadership takes steps to kill him. He's stepping out of bounds, okay? So, no matter what kind of trouble Jesus brings, especially to our religious ideas, we have to be careful to settle with Jesus, right? We got to be decide with Jesus. And Jesus presents to us religious people, us church people, a test to see if you really want truth. If we want God's kingdom, or do we want our own little religious you know, ways? This religious leadership in the um, in the uh, Jesus time here, he they they chose for their own way. Now, how how do we do this? I think I think we can do the same by insisting on doing church our own way. I mean, a lot of us like we we're just exp- uh, discussing. There was a little bit of a COVID shuffle that happened in in, in our churches, and um, and that's good and well. You know, I mean, I think that was a real uh, purifying, and um, and God had had His hand in in that. But we have to look at ourselves in church and think, you know, are we willing to follow Jesus, even when it's not like where how? It, I mean, the, one of the problems for, in this area, we have so many good churches. I imagine when Paul and these guys were starting the church, I think there's a there's a church in Antioch. How many churches? You look it up on the web. One church. There's not really, they don't have the opportunity to choose. We have the blessing and the curse of, be, of having so many choices, right? And so we can be kind of consumeristic. Let's watch out for that. And then the other way I think we do this with religion or spirituality. I'm using religion. I know religion is a bad word. But um, when, we t- when we bend and ignore scripture to fit our own lives. When we choose one set of scriptures and we ignore another set, okay? All right, so let's go on to trouble with politics here. All along, Jesus has been, he, he had been, when he's walking around, he was really an enigma, a mystery to the political powers. They, they did not know what to do with him. Now, Rome, again, was at the peak of its power. In Jesus' time, this is the peak. Some people would say, this is humanity's great moment in the, the world of Rome, okay? 
Now it's in this big world that Jesus shows up saying something that we take for granted, okay? And I know I've read this forever and ever. I notice it more in the scriptures now than I ever have before. He speaks of another kingdom. Jesus talks about another kingdom. And we just think, okay, yeah, he's talking about heaven. I think we're missing it sometimes. He's speaking of, of a kingdom, not Rome, not Persia, not the, Goth, the Goths or Macedonia. And this poses, this talk about another kingdom poses a threat or hope, depending on how you look at it. This other kingdom, which he calls the kingdom of God. Um, you know, and if we go back to the very beginning, this is the thing that Jesus, Jesus is preaching. Uh, Mark 1.14 says this. After John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee preaching the message of God. Okay, th- by the way, this is in the message version, uh, which I think actually um, kind of has a great interpretation of, of how this passage lays out. After John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee preaching the message of God. Time's up. God's kingdom is here. Change your life and believe in the message. And we'll see, I think one thing we should notice is that Jesus is preaching the good news. And he's not preaching the good news sometimes that we're thinking he's preaching. He's preaching that God's kingdom is here, time to enlist. That's the good news that they've been waiting for. And so this message of kingdom is really important. And his language of kingdom, and then Paul expands on this language of, of lordship. Jesus' lordship, and this stirs up trouble. This gets Paul in prison. When the message of Jesus goes out to the non-Jewish world around the Mediterranean Sea, it's accompanied by this term, Christos Kyrios. And that that stood in opposition to Kaiser Kyrios, which is Caesar as Lord. That was a common thing. It was printed on coins and everything. This was like a common thing that was an allegiance to the country and to the great movement of the world. Caesar is Lord. So when, people, when the Christians are saying Jesus is Lord, that is next to sedition. This, that, this is why many of them got themselves imprisoned and put to death. Believing in Jesus wasn't just a spiritual add-on. It was a rejection of the current power structure It was an alliance to a better, more real kingdom. Now, um, we we would see that what would increasingly be a more sadistic and oppressive and intolerant set of world leaders in their their Caesars and in in their world leaderships. And they replaced their leadership with a kingdom, with a leader who loved and who would lay down his life for his people. So trouble led to the cross. Toward the end, the powers of of this story of Jesus in the Gospels, both the religious powers and the political powers collude. They come together, even though they were never comfortable with each other, they they come together to kill Jesus. Mark 15, as we continue in that part of the story. Mark 15, 8 says, then, then the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to release a prisoner for them, as was his custom. So, so Pilate asked them, do you want for me? Now, so Pilate is the uh, Roman um, end of the rulership. 
do you want me to release the king of Jews for you? And he's, he's saying it, you know, sarcastically. Verse 10, for he knew that the chief priests had handed him over because of envy. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have them release Barabbas instead, who is a, an insurrectionist, you know, a, a Roman criminal. So Pilate spoke to them and said, then what do you want to... Um, me to do for the one you call the king of the Jews. They shouted back, this is Israel, crucify him. Okay, now I want to read this thing. I, I was reading uh, Ender's Game. Anybody read, ever read Ender's Game? Okay. I mean, it's kind of like along the lines of what you guys would be reading or whatever. It's, a, it's known as a kid's book, I think. Um, but I was, I was reading it and um, there's this guy that they have all through it called the speaker for the dead right right Ender, ender's game people um and he i i can't, I can't help them to understand their, their life more i suppose okay here we go um a great rabbi stands teaching in the marketplace it happens that a husband finds proof that morning of his wife's adultery and a mob carries her to the marketplace to stone her to death he says parenthetically here, there is a familiar version of the story, but a friend of mine, a speaker for the dead, has told me two other rabbis that faced the same situations. Those are the ones I'm going to tell you. Okay, so he continues. The rabbi walks forward and stands beside the woman. Out of respect for the mob, out of respect for him, the mob forbears, and waits with stones heavy in their hands. Is there anyone here, he says, who has not desired another man's wife, another woman's husband? They murmur and say, we all know the desire, but Rabbi, none of us has acted upon it. The rabbi says, then kneel down and give thanks that God made you strong. He takes the woman by the hand and leads her out of the market. Just before he lets her go, he whispers, tell the Lord magistrate who saved his mistress. Then he'll know that I am a loyal servant. So the woman, woman lives because the community is too corrupt to protect itself from disorder. Another rabbi, another city, he goes to her and stops a mob, as in the other story, and says, which of you is without sin? Let him cast the first stone. The people are abashed, and they forget their unity of purpose in the memory of their own individual sins. Someday they think, I may be like this woman. I'll hope for, for forgiveness and another chance. I should treat her the way I wish to be treated. They, as they open their hands and let the stones fall to the ground, the rabbi picks up one of the fallen stones, lifts it high over the woman's head, and throws it straight down with all his might. It crushes her skull and dashes her brains onto the cobblestones. Nor am I without sin, he says to the people, but if we allow only perfect people to enforce the law, the law will soon be dead and our city with it. So the woman died because her community was too rigid to endure her deviance. The famous version of this story is noteworthy because it is so startlingly, starting, startlingly rare in our experience. Most communities lurch between decay and rigor mortis and, the, and when they veer too far, they, de they die. One rabbi dared to expect of us such a perfect balance that he, we could preserve law and still forgive the derivation. So, of course, we killed him. 
And he's relating in this book to the story of Jesus. And that's exactly what Israel and the powers did. This thing that Jesus brought, this trouble that Jesus brought was intolerable. And they killed him. Now, it was a quiet Sunday morning when the real trouble started. In Luke 24, if you turn to it, this is the resurrection account. Now, on the first day of the week, at, at early dawn, the women went to the tomb taking the aromatic spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men stood beside them in dazzling attire. The women were terribly frightened and bowed with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but he's been raised. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee. So as we, you know, like this Easter will reflect, and I think often we reflect on, on what happened. What do we make of Easter morning? What do we make of this, this empty tomb? Now, us Protestants often don't know what to do with the resurrection. I mean, I don't know that the Catholics do either, but okay. But um, we, we know about the cross. We know about the power of the cross. And then we think, well, and then the resurrection is this little thing that happens at the end that turns it from a tragedy to a, a, a joyful story, right? Yay, he didn't die after all. It's like an episode of 24 where Kiefer Sutherland gets killed and then the next season he's, oh, no, 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 he did, they, he's kind of dead, but he, they revived him. No, this is, the resurrection was more than just a surprising ending to a tragedy. The, it points, the Bible points to the resurrection of Jesus as the foundation, as actually the moment when, when Paul is preaching, he's preaching just as much about the resurrection. And the resurrection as kind of as the vindication, the proof of the new kingdom, the kingdom of Jesus. The old kingdoms would pass, Rome would fall, um, Jerusalem would be destroyed, but the kingdom of heaven would slowly go out to establish itself. And this, brothers and sisters, is the real trouble for the world. It is gone all over. This thing that happened so quietly on an Easter morning has gone out unpredictably through the whole world, even to the ends of the earth, which is, if, if you look at it from, um, from Israel's standpoint, it's us here in Edmonds. This message has stirred up trouble. It's caused trouble all over the world. It stood against oppressive rulers. It survived distorted religion. And the message of Jesus and the invitation to God's kingdom is still making trouble today. I was headed toward Buddhism when I was a kid. I had a tragic breakup with a gal and I was fleeing the, the town um, just so I, I wouldn't have to deal with a phone call from her. And um, I decided when I got back, I, I was going through a lot of uh, questions about life. I thought, when I get back, I'm getting religious. I'm going to check into the Buddhist temple because I was doing martial arts and stuff with that. I'm going to check into the Buddhist temple and I'm going to become a Buddhist because I need religion. 
On that camping trip where I was fleeing, my friend was reading his Bible. Jesus stepped in and made trouble with my Buddhism plan. I was studying a career in graphic design at the University of Washington when Jesus brought all sorts of trouble to my vocation and sent me in a different direction. Matt Roberts was having a great time playing in bands, traveling around, and I hope I'm not indiscreet by saying smoking pot. And Jesus came and troubled that boy and pulled him out of that. I know Pastor Joel's life. He, he was a rascal when he was a child. Um, and God troubled him and brought him into a, this, this thing, a missionary in Belize and a pastor and a, and a leader. So many of us have had our well-planned mundane t and, and at times, because we plan them out ourselves, boring lives, troubled by the call of Jesus. Now that song says, and I'm ending up here, okay? The song says, Trouble ain't bad when bad is good. Okay? Uh, I'm not sure what exactly what he meant by that. I'm just saying, it's true that Jesus turned, Jesus' trouble turns everything around. Now, we don't want trouble. We want, we want relief. Right? We want help. But if we want real life, and we want truth, We have to understand that the, the calling of Jesus and the trouble he proposes in our lives and through our lives is, the, is stepping out of the old trouble and into a new refreshing set of bit of trouble, right? Jesus didn't come, it's, Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. And it seems very much that the case today, okay? We're in troubled times. And I think we're, we're, at a, we're at a point where we decide what to do. Do we as the church, do we play it safe? Do we stay away from trouble? Do we do our religion in our own way, keeping Jesus in a box and staying away from the trouble that he might bring if we really followed him today? The confessing church in Nazi Germany got into trouble. People died because they were willing to follow Jesus in, in opposition to the, 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 the rest of the church that was silent in, he, in, uh, in Nazi Germany. The abolitionists in early America, they got themselves into trouble because they were willing to follow Jesus while so much of the church wanted to just play it safe. I fear we're facing a moral crisis, every bit as important as slavery, but we don't want to cause trouble. We don't want to cause trouble by speaking about the truth of the horrors of abortion. We don't want to cause trouble about presenting God's design for human sexuality. Now, in, in both of those topics, it's not that we're condemning and then rejecting people. We just got to bring Jesus' trouble into the situation because part of that trouble means his grace. It means truth and it means grace. And we bring God's love and healing and forgiveness and, and, um, and renewing of our lives. We can play it safe with our political categories. 
or we can face the trouble that will come as we simply follow Jesus, not only as our spiritual savior, but as the world's true Lord. Living out the prayer that we pray and we believe, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's a troublemaker's prayer, okay? If you're praying that God's will will be done on earth as it is in heaven, you're asking for trouble, okay? Okay, here we go. Let's pray, as a matter of fact, let's pray. As we got our heads bowed, Jesus confronts our trouble, your trouble, with a whole different kind of trouble. Following Jesus will bring trouble. Don't fear it. Because it's the trouble that is in the realm of life, in the realm of the kingdom. All our troubles begin to fade. New troubles face, we're faced, faced with. But we're facing them with Jesus. Lord, I pray that we as your people would be um, faithful to your call. God, we need your help. God, we come as people who are weak. We're needy. We're disturbed. We're despondent. We're depressed. We're anxious. God, it seems overwhelming. Lord, but the, the people in Rome where you went and spoke about, there probably was no more group that's depressed and depressed and stressed than the Jewish people in that realm. And you came and you stirred it up. You spoke of a kingdom in a time when speaking of a kingdom was dangerous. You cleared the temple in a time when uh, that was not acceptable. God, help us to follow you. God, Holy Spirit, just come and fill each one of us, Lord. I pray that each one of our, my brothers and sisters here, all of us, Lord, we would be the people of God. We would be, we would be members of not just of people who believe that God is real and that Jesus did such and such, but we would be members of the kingdom of God, citizens of that kingdom who are answering or in the process of answering that prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we pray this in your name, Lord. Amen.